This is for all the girls who grew up without strong geek role models to help them discover their geek dreams. For everyone who's ever been quizzed about their video game knowledge because girls have plenty. Geek Hearing is working to bring female identifying geeks into the prime to be the role models, dreams, and voices. About to show these boys how we do it. Higher, further, faster, baby. It's not about deserve. I'm not an owl! A girl has no name. There is something supernatural at work here. It's about what you believe. Did I step on your mom? The guardian Lemusa. Now on. You do as I tell you. May the odds be ever in your favor. Are you ready for this? Are you ready for this? this? Welcome to Geek Herring, a critical geek culture podcast where we talk the good and the bad parts of being a chick in a male-dominated environment. Hi, I'm by Amanda, and with me today is my awesome, hilarious, and aggressively asexual co-host, Monica. (laughs) Bye, Amanda. (laughs) I was trying to think of how I could do, like... Masica. I was like, no, it's not going to work. Monicase. Monicase? Monicase. I don't know. (laughs) So it just came out aggressively asexual. I went with it. I mean, that's also kind of not wrong because recently I'm very aggressive and very annoyed. So that kind of fits too. I read the other uh, other day, not a while ago, dystopian asexual. That was kind of funny. But I don't, maybe that wasn't, no, I I think that wasn't the word either. Now I'm like, like, what's a dystopian asexual? I don't know. <laughs> because, I mean, chaotic would fit better, but you all, you all, you already took over that for you. So I'm like, I can't use that. So now I'm like, I need some, some, something, some, something else. And then I read something, but apparently it didn't stick with me very well because now I forgot it again. <laughs> I don't think it's dystopian because I know it's not it and it's definitely not coming up anything there. So no, it's not. I think it was posted on Instagram or something that I found. Mm. It wasn't dystopian. Like, it, it, it ha- but it had kind of the meaning of when the world kind of ends and everything is in, in sh- no, I don't remember. Fucking hell, I don't remember. Now I'm annoyed. Well, Monica, if the world was ending and there was only you and one other man or an, a, a man on Earth to repopulate the planet, would you still be asexual? I mean, uh, is that what they mean by dystopian ace? No, (laughs) behavior and um, sexual behavior and sexual attraction are not the same. So I could, it's not that I, I mean, I clearly have, not clearly, but I have, maybe unlike some asexuals, I have had sex before, you know. (laughs) 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 And it's not the worst thing that could happen, but it's also like, meh, whatever. And it's, also not judging anybody by their skill of, of, of sexual talent or whatever. It was not... Again, it was it was good, too. <laughs> it's like, oh I'm sorry, I'm actually only asexual when you're bad in bed. No, no. Oh, God, no. <laughs> no. I'm joking. <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's not, not essential in my life. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. And attraction and desire to do different things so i just don't really see people and want to hump them that's what it is but you see people and you're like damn they look good yeah Yeah. 
I mean, there is there are different kinds of attraction. There is physical attraction, there is emotional attraction, there is intellectual attraction, there is whatever other attraction. And I do have all of those. Romantic attraction. I do fall in love hard. Like especially and as a teenager I did too. Like I was like all my diaries were full of Oh my god, I love you so much. Is there anything better and worse than being a teenager in love? No. Yes. I don't know. Better and worse. Yes and no. (laughs) (laughs) It's something that you kind of don't really get anymore. Well, you don't have it as much. Like, not the way you have it when you're a teenager. Mm -mm. But also, the pain you experience as a teenager is just too hard. It's too much. It's, yeah. It's, yeah. But that's just because I'm... I do. I, I am romantic, even though I'm not cheesy romantic, as in bring me flowers on Valentine's Day. But I do experience romantic attraction to people, and yeah, mm-hmm. it's just the the the. I see someone and want to bonk them that I don't have. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm just like yeah, but I get it. <laughs> but today, and that's uh, kind of the introduction to all of today's episode. Is we're talking about. I can't drum roll today. <laughs> <laughs> you can never drum roll. It's not just today. No, but Sorry. usually I can I can push the stream deck button and then I can drum roll now. But I can't drum roll now because we're not live today because we're taking a chill and we're recording this offline. Well, not offline, but you know, not live on. We're not on, live on, on Twitch. the Twitch. The Twitch. Yes. So it's kind of like back to the roots. I know. I said to Tom, I was like, we're recording a podcast at 10. And he was like, oh, on Twitch? And I was like, no. And he was like, oh, you're doing it old school. Like, yes, yes, we are doing it very old school. <laughs> very old school. Very one year ago. No, one year and a bit ago. Mm-hmm. Hard to believe. Yeah, Hard to believe, actually, yeah. But yeah, we're talking about, did we say it now? We can say it. Let's say it. We're talking Go about, ahead. okay, pride. Yay! And- <laughs> identities and uh, whatever else comes up (laughs) exactly whatever else comes up with a rainbow because yeah it's pride month june is pride month and we can at least least can talk about it (laughs) i mean we have been told i have been told i don't know if you've been told money that our podcast um has gotten a lot gayer over the years and i'm like yep that's that's pretty true pretty gay now and, I don't know um, who told you that. I don't recall anybody telling me that, but uh, assumptions have been made. <laughs> but I, I'm I'm also kind of blaming the pandemic for a lot of this because there are so many people coming out after the pandemic. Because when you're stuck with your own and with yourself, and you're not as distracted as you used to be, then you like kind of get into that self finding process. For me, it was more like getting to know more people and actually hearing about asexuality for the very first time. Mm-hmm. And you have to, and you have to have gotten thirty six. I need to thirty five. I don't remember how old am I. Thirty six. What? I think yes. Thirty six. <laughs> yes, I'm thirty six. I just had to do some math in my head. Yes. Um, to even hear that this even is something that exists and what it is, and I didn't know any about anything about that before. So for me, that was just you just try to fit the status quo mm. and do what everybody else does really yeah and now not anymore now you figured it out and you've come out and how's life changed well how has life changed i mean the come coming out story 
the com the biggest coming out story is obviously the one that you have to have with 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 when you are in a relationship and something changes around that then that's the conversation you have to have right so that's the one i was like i need to i can't tell people on the internet what i think but not tell my boyfriend what i think <laughs> that is a bit awkward mm. so I, I i tried to get that out of the way before i was like hello online world i think i'm asexual um so i told him that was an entirely fun situation because i mean obviously he's also part of this relationship so I, I would hope so. It'd be a bit weird if you were in a relationship that you were the only one in, and he's like, "I'm here against my will." Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that would fit every Austrian standard ever. <laughs> no, I mean that was a really, really bad joke. I'm sorry. <laughs> but that's not how it is. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, and so I told him, and I was like, "You know, have you ever?" and I was wondering, and I don't even remember anymore what I said. I know I sent you voice messages like this, so you you kind of uh, what I, what I told him. But I was like, yeah, and I don't think I have that. Like when you see someone and then you just want to hump them, you know, I don't think I have that, and I never even have that. And his issue always when I went away and met people, like when I met you and all the other people, and I did a, like quite some traveling when we still could. He was like constantly so worried that i'm gonna sleep with everyone and i was i didn't even understand why it was an issue like why why did he think i would be doing that and why, why what is going on and then i said you know and whenever you told me that i was like what the fuck is he on about why would i do that like i have no interest in doing that whatsoever and why should i be doing that not only because i don't want to do that because i know that would hurt you but also huh? <laughs> and i was like this is and and a lot of other and by and on like further consideration i actually never had that and i think i kind of made my life always in a way where i could avoid that for a very long time but not intentionally but because i had this boyfriend when i was 16 and he was in northern germany and i was in austria it was like thousands kilometers apart so you could only see them ever so often in a year especially when you're in school right so there was like four and a half years of long distance relationship there so that was like i am just so monogamous that's why i'm like doesn't and but but and everything in between i just had no interest in other people whatsoever and i blamed it on me being like super monogamous right and then i was pining towards my best friend for three years and was but it was never because I wanted to hump him but always just because I was so in love once again but also once again nothing else on the side so I was like I always blamed it on how much I love was with how much I love I was with someone and not that maybe I just don't ever actually need that even when I was single and then, okay, you go, you are in relationships and then there is obviously maybe the desire for it for a lot of other reasons because you want to be close to someone or because you, and that, that gives some kind of closeness too, obviously, because that's what sex also is, but never or hard off, not, not, not really out of a, oh my God, he looks so hot. I want to hump them now kind of situation, if you know what I mean. So all, and yeah, when I told the weirdo, he was just like, and then I said, and he was just like, yeah, yeah. And then he hugged me and then he went away and we never talked about it again. <laughs> <laughs> it's like my favorite coming out story ever. It's like, yeah. 
he he literally couldn't he couldn't give less fucks. Um, also, I think um, he doesn't quite get what I. I mean, I said all the words, but I'm not sure he got what I was actually talking about. And that's like a legit identity and all of that. But like, he's fine with with how things are going. I'm fine with how things are going. So this is all fine. And it's not the we're sitting in the fire and the dog and everything burns around us and everything. This is fine, fine. It's just that's like works for us in the way it is and it's totally so there is no reason that he like i i'm not gonna dump him because of whatever or and he's not gonna dump me because i'm asexual now <laughs> yeah it's like you two are just sitting in companionable silence eating your ace cake next to each other yeah probably i mean probably. is there i don't know ace ace vibes from the weirdo as well possibly oh yeah for me for like I'm not identifying him if he doesn't, mm-hmm. um, but he's oddly, uh, oddly. The fact that there is no issue with it whatsoever is just a big sign that there is uh, for me that I'm like, okay, then maybe. May, and, I, and I said to him, maybe you too. And he, uh, he just doesn't care, right? He's just, he's just he doesn't. It's not. It's not on his radar at all. It doesn't need... And that's a lot of... That was also a big reason for me why I was like, why should I even... It doesn't really matter in the, on the long run, does it? Like, I'm, we're in this relationship for almost 11 years now. Why should I even... Uh, on the outside, it looks like we're, like, super fucking straight and everything is whatever. And then I'm like, so, so, so how does it even change anything when I decide... When I consider being ace, right? And because... People will think I'm just really bad in bed, bad in bed, or or people will be super judgmental about how much or how little sex is happening, and people will just be like, "You just want to be part of the letter congregation, and that's not actually something that you are." And 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 you. So so all the reasons why people should be would be cre- like not validating what I just told them and also there was a pandemic going on so what does it even matter whether or not I'm ace or not but the more months that passed by the more somehow that came constantly came up again for me and like I put it uh, talk like I thought about it maybe a few months before like in before I even mentioned anything um and then just constantly after reading more about it and like figuring out what it all could mean i couldn't it came to a point where i feel, felt like i couldn't not say anything about it anymore mm-hmm. and yes okay maybe on the long run it doesn't matter and maybe it doesn't change anything it doesn't actually change anything as on how to how i live my life but i still needed to mention it and it in the end it did change things in a way that i can because uh, because Obviously, all these things that you go through when you go through puberty and, 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 and all the stuff and the things that and doing all the sex stuff and doing all the the finding yourself out and you constantly blame yourself for certain things. Right. And just mention just realizing that maybe it's not something that is wrong with me. Maybe that's just something that I am. And. Maybe I don't need to put myself down for another thing in my life where I, where that's just something that I kind of figured out that's just something that I don't have and that's fine too. And that just gave me some weird kind of peace in a way. And also that doesn't mean that I can't 
innuendo or can't <laughs> filthy talk with people or or can't make sexual um what is it jokes or whatever it's not jokes wasn't the word that i was looking for my goodness you without any of that i just don't know i would be like who is monica anymore like where is the filth (laughs) i know but that is also something where i think like my entire family and you've also been here like you don't know my you didn't know my mother anymore or, or 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 my other part of the family but apparently austria you 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 decided it has a rumor of being absolutely filth for some for filth for some reason so at my parents there was a lot of sexual jokes always in our family right so it's just something that i grew up with with these weird fucking sex jokes or these weird innuendos with 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 people and so i'm like that is not necessarily anything to do with my own sexuality just with with what is normal for me in a way and so i couldn't imagine not making them but i also now sometimes am like making also jokes about the fact that i'm like yeah, I don't get it. <laughs> like, yeah, you want to sit on a dick? I don't understand. <laughs> or something. Yeah, I mean, for me, I actually kind of get that because I'm like, I don't really just want to like see something be like, I want to sit on your dick. <laughs> you know? Like... <laughs> I've had other conversations with a couple of gay men and they were like, yeah, no, no, yeah. Like, <laughs> They do do have that to a degree, and I'm like, okay, yeah. Do you you don't see one, and you're like, ah. No, actually, I think like 95% of penises are really ugly. I'm like, I don't (laughs) actually want to see Like, do you have to? (laughs) I mean, do you also think that about, yeah, like. A vagina? Yes. We can say those words. (laughs) We're big girls. We can say them. Yes, but I also would need to, the word would need to formulate in my brain and then <laughs> travel know. its way down and then come out of my mouth. And that's not happening right now, apparently. Yeah, no, I'm not. I, 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 I quite like them. But again, I'm not like sit on my face. Mm, okay. But I do think that in general, they're more attractive than a penis. Penises are not very nice look to look at. Interesting. Just trying to think if I have any interest, like if, if, don't think so. Yeah, there's a long pause that's going to truncate silence out of here anyway. But for people who are listening in the podcast, there was a really long pause here. (laughs) (laughs) Monica's like, I don't understand. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yep. I just tried to wrap my head around it. It's just so interesting when you go through your life 30 for a certain amount of time. In my case, very long time. And then you realize that what you thought was was the standard for everyone actually isn't. And then you don't only question what, what was standard for you, but you also start to question what is standard for other people, for, for everyone else, actually. Because I was always... I'm like, people, why? That's that's not really how... Like, there were situations where things were always, like, tended to go into... But but that's so they just want to sleep with each other and I'm like maybe they don't maybe they really they just uh, and and I didn't understand why everything had to always be get that sexual turn to to it in the end because people can just be friends and not because they want to fuck with each other. Um, I mean yeah they can but then there's also yes. that level of sexual tension and it's like oh, just bang and get over with guys come on. <laughs> 
Yes. There's definitely two. But that's there, something... There's like the friendship and then there's the sexual tension. Yes. And that is something that where it eludes me, right? Where I'm like, what? What do you mean? Mm-hmm. Like, and also the, the reason why I'm like, I, I always felt like I had zero sexual charisma, right? Like, like there is nothing sexual about me. But I always thought that was because I'm... That, that's because I'm... That's just how it is, right? And it's just a fault of mine in some way. But I, I, I think that they are, they are also connected. Hmm. For me, at least. And that doesn't, mean, that doesn't mean that other aces cannot be sexual or be perceived as sexual. But I don't think that this that is the case for me mm. <laughs> is what i'm trying to say yeah no i really get that like i and i can understand how like looking at yourself and being like i like i'm not i don't feel like a sexual being um i guess in a, in a way like i i can definitely understand how that is something because like when i look in the mirror sometimes like sometimes i do feel that um but then there's other times and i'm like damn look at my ass <laughs> i'd tap that <laughs> I mean, like, two nights ago, I was checking my ass out, and I was like, mm, girl, that's a nice ass. (laughs) You know? um, I cannot relate. (laughs) What? (laughs) Like, it's a thing that occasionally happens to me. Yeah, I mean, and that's fine, because, I mean, that's how it's supposed to be, I suppose. I mean, not supposed to be, but that's how some people... Yeah. Yeah. That there's some people who do have that and other people who don't have that and you can also be asexual and do probably experience and give up give like have like whatever i don't know i haven't thought enough about this <laughs> yeah there's so many facets and elements of sexuality and asexuality and gender and fluidity and like mm. because i think more than anything it is fluid and things that fluctuate and change and your perception mm. of yourself and your perception of others can change over time as well mm. like, nothing is set in stone yeah yeah, for sure. For sure, yeah. And that's the cool thing about human beings. Like, And I think that's what pride also is a bit all about, right? It's that acknowledging that nothing needs, nothing is set in stone and everything can fluctuate. Mm-hmm. And the acceptance of that as well. Yeah. Because I get to a point where I'm like, how is anybody actually, actually that straight? Like, is there... Because... But then maybe that's really how it is, right? Some people are just not attracted or, or don't experience romantic attraction to whomever. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. It's um, it's re- it's just really funny. I mean, for me growing up, like, I actually knew very few straight people. Um, like, there were people that said they were straight but would make out with girls on the weekend and... I'm so straight. <laughs> Make up with girls on the weekend. You know, like you know, um, didn't not necessarily that, but like not every weekend, but like kissing a girl was like a thing, and it happened. And I'm like, yeah, you're straight, okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, like actually, there's just such a such a spectrum of. I I genuinely kind of think everyone's a little gay, at least a little. But also not, because then we have people like Tom. And I think this is actually fantastic, because um, another thing that I've been told quite a few times about our lovely podcast, Key Caring, is that it makes you gay. (laughs) I'm like, what? But, I mean, I can kind of see the point that is made, because there's been quite a few people after, like, hanging out with the Key Caring community for a little while who have been like, I'm not straight. 
<laughs> in varying degrees of whatever that looks like for them. And um, I was I was telling Tom this a few weeks ago or a month or whenever it was, and I was like, yeah, like people say, like geek caring makes you gay. And I'm like, maybe it should be our tagline: geek caring makes you gay. <laughs> um, and he was like, yeah, um, you know, I. I, it's been a year of self-discovery for so many people and you talk like really openly about like gay stuff now not his words that's totally my words um and he's like but i have never like i'm just even more confirmed that i'm straight like i have no attraction to like other like other genders and i was like that's pretty cool that like it did make you kind of question but you came to the conclusion that super straight no, not the super straight. No, not, no, not, no, just, no. No, just like not the bad kind yeah, of super just straight. straight. Just straight, straight. And like I, I don't know. I just thought that that was really cool. Like even the possibility of like kind of thinking about it and coming to the conclusion that yeah, I am straight. Yeah, I mean, not there is anything wrong with that at all. No, it's really it's just self discovery, isn't it? Mm-hmm. It is. Yeah. I'm just once again sucked in my brain. Sucked in my brain? What? I'm once again zoning off thinking about general general romantic attraction and that it could hit anyone. Mm. So how have you celebrated Pride until now? Or have you at all? Um, I definitely have, especially when I was back in Canada um, because it was more of a thing I, I had more more gay friends that i would go to pride with as opposed mm. to here like in northern island where i actually don't really know many other queer folks so um like actually going to pride parades was always a thing um from i don't know i was probably 16 when i went to my first one and nice i, I was straight then <laughs> straight <laughs> <laughs> right no quotes um, Offici- not officially i mean officially you were straight super 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 straight but no- Again, yeah. not the not super straight. <laughs> oh yeah, but I was straight and I kissed girls on the weekends. It's fine. <laughs> um, so yeah, like as the years progressed, like it was just a a a, a party. We marched. Actually, I never marched, um, but I know people that were in the parades. And um, yeah, it was yeah, it was it was it was a good time. Um, did I ever tell you the story about um, it, not Pride Week, but uh, National Coming Out Day in at my university. Yep. Um, okay, so I was in our um, our campus's gay club. I was the social and events coordinator, and we set about chalking the campus for National Coming Out Week. So like we were drawing rainbows and writing stats and stuff. And um, there was a statistic at the time that one out of eight people were gay. Um, so I was going around, like, doing the fraction, one over eight equals gay. Um, (laughs) and there was one that I chalked in a spot that didn't get any rain at all, and it was there for, like, seven months. Um, and then our new, our school's newspaper decided to, (laughs) to tell, like, to run a story that, um, in, in, in other news, the... I, I actually can't remember, what were we called? The Rainbow Society or something? It doesn't matter. Um... Have, have have let us know that fractions are gay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> and uh, I was like, I, it's so funny because it's me. There, that was my stuff. Like, I just thought it was so funny that like I was all about the gay fractions, and I didn't even mean to. <laughs> it's not about pride, but it's just a little funny thing that happened. Aww. Um, yeah. 
Yeah. Toronto Pride Parade is a good time. Well, it was. I haven't been to it for a very long time. That's interesting. I clearly have never been to one. But also, I live in Bamfuck Nowhere Hillbilly Town. There is nothing going on here that is, like, remotely anything, like, towards Pride. And I never went into went out in big cities. Generally, I was not the person to ever go out much, number one. That's mm. number one. Um, uh, and... So and also I don't have any, I didn't have any any queer friends whatsoever um, until the internet came along. Yeah, that's a wonderful <laughs> thing. It's a wonderful place, and so obviously I didn't have anyone I could go there with, and also wasn't wasn't on my radar at all, mm. um, which is kind of sad actually. Um, and I don't know. I think there must be one in Graz, but I've never went, and then probably dead in Vienna there for sure some because. Is also where the life ball is and everything for for um, for the I, I forgot his name already, but for AIDS awareness and everything. So there's always the life ball, and they also like kind of uh, have like high, super famous people there, celebrities. <laughs> 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 and um, yeah, I do think that they also air it like around the world or so for or something. Oh, wow. I don't remember. So it's pretty big. But that's also never something that I went to, clearly. Because mm. I'm also not going out in the dress up and everything. And I'm like, that, that's the least kind of thing that I'm going to do in my life ever. Sure. <laughs> so, that is also a big party through Vienna with, like, a show and everything. And you can, I watch it on TV a couple of times. It's like, really cool. Like, they have, like, like really, really good shows. And it's just for also to um, raise money for, for uh, AIDS prevention and all of that. So, that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, but I've never been to one. I have been to the Pride here in Belfast a couple times. Um, mm-hmm. But I'm going to be totally honest. I don't keep track of Belfast events because I don't know why. I just can't for the life of me seem to keep track of anything that's going on in Belfast at all. So <laughs> I think I've been twice and both times were an accident. I've kind of been like walking into Belfast. And I'm like, it's oh, Pride! It's <laughs> <laughs> that's really epic. <laughs> um, yeah, and... And I'm like, okay, one time, sure. Like when I was newly over, newly like in a relationship with Tom and we're up in Belfast and I was like, oh my God, it's pride. Like, this is so cool. But for it to happen twice, like I just went to the city for a day out and I'm like, it's fucking pride again. Nice. That's um, cool. Yeah. We also had a pride prom back um, when I was in university, which was really cool Aww, because like, nice. I think a lot of um, queer people don't have a high school prom or they don't go to their high school proms because of various reasons. They don't feel comfortable. They don't have a date. They don't, mm-hmm. you know, they're not welcome. Um, is also a big thing if you're in, you know, a lot of American high schools and even some Canadian ones and also high schools around the world, but I don't know that where all prom happens. Um, mm-hmm. So like it, it, you know, I think, having those queer proms and gay proms like are really important to give like to kind of have that dress up and go out with your friends and your dates and like mm. get all fancy and have prom kings and queens and mm. you know just uh, appreciate it and enjoy it for you know what it, what it should have been could have mm. been had you been allowed insert whatever reason you didn't go to a high school prom mm. i mean that's always a some something in every teenage show isn't it Mm -hmm. so either there's an entire show about your own prom and 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 the queer prom or there is 
the actual prom where queer people are not so loud and then they make their own prom. Like, I don't know how often I have seen that already in, like, any teenage growing up series ever. I mean, not not the latest ones, because obviously, like, sex education is so far ahead. Well, not ahead of its time, but sex education is the thing that people should should be watching instead of going to... to um, biology class and getting sex educated there right honestly <laughs> like that's really all you need in your life and i w that w would be something that i would have wanted in my life i suppose mm -hmm. yeah i think shows like sex education are doing so much for awareness and mm. well i mean education yeah about sex but also awareness about sexuality and gender mm. um mm. you know that so many people just don't know because it's not talked about where they are or it's not a thing or like you just literally don't know anyone mm. i mean I, i'm not sure if that's still the case nowadays because when was that i just recently um um got rid of a box of stuff uh of older things that I had, and I were I brought them. Apparently, I brought them home when I moved here. So, so that was they had things of it in it, like old children's books of mine, right, and and uh, kindergarten pictures and shit like that. And there was so there was quite there were ugh, questionable things going on then, right? And you will you sit here now and you think like, oh god, this is my childhood, no wonder. And that is not so long ago, but obviously that's now. <laughs> 30 something years ago so there is a lot that happened in these 13 years and since we were teenagers it's also like 20 like 15 to 20 years now so i do hope that by people obviously being queer on tv being queer on on and more out and more open and people coming out and celebrities coming out and and so many people and having Queer Eye on TV, having sex education on Netflix, like it's so easily accessible as well. Um, and you don't have that. I mean, you still have that too, but not as much and is more that this is the only representation that you have this one white gay man in a teenage teen show like in Dawson's mm -hmm. Creek, for example. So it's not 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 that token gay person in a show but there is there there are more and different variations of queerness all over all over pop culture and i do think that kind of also leads to people realizing that earlier like noticing mm -hmm. stuff earlier and and coming out earlier and it being less of a not burden but less of a can't do that because it's dangerous situation and i hope because there is more out there that it becomes easier for every new for every baby queer, basically, to come mm -hmm. out as what, what who they truly are. Yeah, definitely. I was actually reading a thread on Twitter today, and it was from. It started with some uh, somebody in Gen Gen Z Gen Z um, saying like, "How do people go so long without coming out or without realizing that they're gay or or asexual or or some, not hetero, hetero um, mm -hmm. in some way?" And like, I think that that's really. Yeah, it, I'm like I I love that for what it is. Like I think that the way that they they approach it, like they don't have the experience of having to be in the closet, like mm. because they like the the queer community. Like we lost an entire generation of of people with the AIDS crisis and um like with 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 violence, like queer violence. Like we lost so many people to to look up to all like uh, the queer elders. One would say like we lost so many people 
Like, governments mm. and, and society was like, yeah, we don't really care that all these gay people are dying because it's, abo- and it's an abomination. So, uh, yeah, no problem. Um, off it goes. You know, like, so it was such a thing, like, it wasn't okay. It wasn't allowed. It was not talked about. It was, like, literally a death sentence to come out as queer. So, so, so many people didn't. Mm. And I understand not coming out because... Like, it could be dangerous, et cetera, et cetera. Or, and also, like, you don't have the role models to, to know, like, asexuality. Like, you didn't know until you were 36. Like, it's just, it's, it's, it's a very real, very lived experience for people that aren't in Gen, Gen Z, Gen Z. Um, sorry, it just feels really wrong to say Gen Z as a Canadian. Um, so, gotta say it both ways. <laughs> um, and I am so happy that that generation, that this new generation doesn't have the same stigma towards sexuality and gender that ours did. Because mm-hmm. it is bringing, like, they have millennials, whatever, however, we're, we're going to call us millennials. And there are, like, a few elder gays still kicking around, you know, that mm-hmm. have lived through all of this, that, like, are being those role models for this new generation. And they're seeing the representation. Our media is now more representative and yes there is still homophobia and transphobia and biphobia and all of the phobias and people being assholes and it is not always safe to be a queer person in this world but it is so much better than it was and gen z is going to change the fucking world Mm. so many things especially when they're structural right it just takes so much longer than we would all like and that's that's kind of the issue it seems like there is on the one hand, there has already been quite something happening, but it's just not fast enough. But as a as a person, as an as an individual, it always seems not fast enough. But structural change is just so much more difficult because there's so much more attached to it as well. So it just needs a lot of work to break down all these structural barriers. In every like everything we talk about racism, structural race racism, and the patriarchy and all of that, right? Like it's just. Um, so ingrained in so many cultures too especially because it was law right it was law in so many countries and it still is law in so Mm -hmm. many countries so it's hard to and people start to bring laws like that back into the into into legislation as well right so it's just there's always a constant kind of fight but we're getting there it's getting better with every every person who speaks out for queer rights and that's also the reason why pride is around in the first place because nobody needs straight pride when people ask why is there no straight pride because you live your entire life without any fucking issues whatsoever that doesn't mean that you can't suffer on a personal level but not because your identity is not one of the things that is that is um causing you problems or like not allowing you to live your life the way you want to live your life so so and that's the reason why there is, and it, and yes, it should be Pride 365 days a fucking year, and at some point there will be Pride 365 days a fucking year, uh, but now we're celebrating what is going on, and how far, to some degree, the community has come already, and for every person who kind of figured themselves out already, or is still figuring themselves out, and it doesn't matter, matter whether you're out or not, um, you're still part of it all. Exactly. And also, it doesn't matter how old you are when you come out, if you decide to come out. Mm. It doesn't matter how old you are when you realize your identity is is maybe different than what you thought growing up. Like, you're not too old, ever, mm. Mm. to get in touch with yourself and figure it out 
whether you tell anybody else or not. Mm. You are valid. And that's, I think, it's just really nice to hear that every once in a while. Like, you are valid. You're not too old. <laughs> There's no such thing as too old anyway. <laughs> um, but yeah, just speaking really quickly on, like, it still being illegal in so many parts of the world. Like, Northern Ireland only legalized same-sex marriage in January 2020, a year and a half ago. You know, mm. and that that's not a long time ago. <laughs> Was there no other way? Like, we had this weird fucking thing of a par- registered partnership that wasn't equal to a proper wedding, marriage situation. I'm not for- 100% sure how it worked. I think there might have been civil partnerships. Mm. Um, but, yeah, it was only, like, same-sex marriage was only yeah. legalized last year. Like, it was illegal to have a same-sex wedding. And I'm just like... I don't understand. Like that's 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 something I just can't wrap my head around. Why do people consider that who someone loves a problem at all? Like I could never and I don't know if I can I don't I don't know what the and I, I suppose there is a lot of fear mongering attached to that in the in in the and all the I don't know how how it's connected, how being gay is connected to having like mental health these issues or being sick or whatever and it's a disease and all of that. But in the end somebody is loving someone is loving whoever they are loving, right? And so like how can this be a problem to anyone? How can how can people wanting to get legally married threaten every other marriage that is out there already? Like what 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 I don't understand what the problem there is, right? Honestly, the world needs a lot more love and a lot less hate. Like, we just... I don't know the problem. I've never known the problem. Celebrate, like, differences and just... We we could all stand to just love a little bit more. Yeah. 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 And that's that. That's that. There's really nothing one can say to that anymore, honestly. Salmani, so I am delighted to share pride with you this year and, and every year to come. Happy <laughs> happy first pride. It's always fun celebrating your first one when you're out. Even though I mean during a pandemic when you don't really go anywhere. But it's like, yeah. It's, you know. <laughs> I'm posting a couple of flags here and there and I'm like, hey look, um, might be I mean it still does feel like a proper like I know I would tell everybody else that there is that they're idiots when they say, but I don't feel like I'm valid enough, blah blah blah, because obviously you count and I know that in like logically I know that, um, but when you've been living in straight relationships for all your life and then you're kind of like, yeah, also I'm part of the rainbow now. It just feels very awkward, um, so. And I'm trying to do that with with caution and not being all like, this is my pride now. Um, and the um, Cody, so the ace dad advice, uh, Cody also said that it's just important to, yes, you're part of the rainbow, but it's also p- important to acknowledge what privilege you have when you are in straight presenting relationships. And I'm like, yeah, okay, that I can totally understand. And And that's also kind of the reason where I'm like, yeah. I'm not going to be all like, woo, but I'm definitely also the, I'm, I'm woo for everyone else. That's what I'm trying to say. But I'm like, hello, I'm sitting you, here in my corner with my little small tiny flag and everything is great. Yeah, you can be woo for everyone else, but you can also be woo for yourself. Yeah, I think that will also get to be better over time. It will. Mm-hmm. It will. But yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah, happy how, I don't know how the how many is 
Pride this is for you, but happy. How many is umpteenth Pride for you too? Seventeen. Seventeen. Look Maybe? at you go. Maybe around that. So happy seventeenth Pride to you too, Amanda. Thank you. <laughs> and maybe I uh, went after when after after all this shit is over. Maybe there will one day be a pride where we can actually go to. I would love that. That would be cool. Yes, we can. Because I've never seen one. I feel I need to see it at least once in my life. You do definitely, and we can bring everyone that has come out because of geek caring with us. The geek caring gaze. Cool. Do we need a T-shirt for that as well? Yes. Yes, we yes. do. Yeah. Geek caring cool. gays. Geek Soon caring to made be me the gay. Merch store. Geek caring made me gay. <laughs> Would you wear it? Sure. Cool. Cool. Well, thank you so much, everyone. Happy Pride to you as well, and we will see you next week for another amazing episode of Geek Caring, and it is amazing as per usual. <laughs> Bye. Bye. If you like this episode of Geek Caring, why not leave us an iTunes review? You can also find us on social at Geek Caring and over on geekcaring.com. 